Hello, welcome to the Hacked Off podcast brought to you by Sakama. My name is Holly Grass, and today I want to talk to you about incentivizing your security team. Now, this came about because of some some recent interviews we've done on this podcast, in particular when Kevin Fielder came in and was talking about uh, building security. So I had done an earlier podcast about how I start with security and when you're uh, working with an organization, where do you begin when it comes to security? And Kevin built on that. And in particular, one of the things that he mentioned was staff retention, talking about how to make sure that your security team is happy and, and that they'll stay if you're putting an awful lot of effort into making sure that the security team are as capable as possible. How do you make sure that they hang around long enough to have meaningful impact on the company? And that got me thinking about um, how how do you know when your security team are doing a good job and when they are doing a good job, how do you incentivize that? How do you encourage them? A bit of a broad topic, so I'm just going to touch on it um, a little bit, uh, and I'm not going to talk so much around some of the problems around things like um, bonuses, salaries, those kinds of things. I'm just going to talk about really this imbalance between the red team and the blue team, and how rewarding staff for doing a good job is sometimes unfairly balanced towards the offensive security team, the red team as the pen testers. So what do we what do we often see when we work with with uh, customers when we work with third parties? You know, a customer will bring us in for it for a red team engagement for a pen test something like that. We'll hack in. We'll find some awesome vulnerabilities. We'll write them a great report. They'll give us a high five and tell us how good a job we did. But when do they ever do that for the defensive team? When do they ever do that for uh, for the blue team? Now that's a really important question. In incentivizing the team will make the team more effective is is the idea um, but also just just understanding that fundamental uh, imbalance between the romanticization of the red team and how the blue team's often doing an awful lot of work doing it really really well but isn't necessarily you know uh <laughs> being told that um it, to, to any great degree it's really really common for uh, in fact, during during Pentest, I'll tell you one thing that's really common is for people to tell you how awesome your job is and for people to ask you um, how they become a Pentester, how uh, they, you know, get into the, the offensive side of security. I don't think I've ever come across a Pentester or, or a, a red team worker on an engagement who's ever asked a blue teamer how, how do you get into defense? How do you, how do you, you know, build a career in that? So there's an imbalance there, both in terms of how it's perceived by organizations um, but also just that the big thing is, you know, making sure that the uh, the congratulations is, is fairly distributed isn't uncommon during a pen test for, for me to get a high five. I've literally never seen um, somebody walk around the sock uh, and, and high five them. I think uh, possibly this is because of the, the expected outcomes of, of pen testing work. And maybe a part of that is is just breaking down what is the intention of security testing, be it pen testing or red teaming, uh, and also uh, breaking down how how we measure that people are doing well. I mentioned this in a previous podcast where naively you can look at things like uh, IT help desks, support desks, those kinds of things, uh, and build KPIs based on things like the number of open tickets. Um, are people getting through um, tickets quickly? Are our customers having their, their queries and their problems um, resolved quickly? Whereas for the security side of things, we, we don't necessarily have 
those same KPIs, those same kind of ideas. Um, and, and very often any breach in security is taken as, you know, a major win to the uh, attacking team. And, and that's just it. So I wanted to look just very briefly around um, some of the challenges around that, how, how we make sure that um, the, those teams are, are working together. And I, and I guess probably build into something a little bit more like, you know what, we've got to acknowledge that we're not having security testing done we are on the same team. There is no point in having security testing done if the intended outcome of that security testing is not a security improvement. And this is going to build into things like purple team engagements where we try and separate a little bit this this idea of, you know, red team versus blue team and build it back more into uh, a purple team engagement, build it more back into um, training each side from the experiences and the findings that the other side has brought. Um, just in case somebody works in security, but they're, they're struggling with the colors so right now, what's happening with the, the red team and the blue team and the purple team. We've mentioned these things previously. So if those are completely new terms to you, uh, look back at some of our uh, earlier podcasts around red teaming, around physical access. So we, we talk a lot about this this idea of offensive versus defensive, but just, just very quickly on the, um, the difference between kind of red team engagements and purple team engagements. What I'm talking about with, with red teaming is a broad assessment of an organization trying to find high impact risks into the organization. So looking at things like technical, physical, and social risks uh, to see if you can gain access to an organization without being detected. So with an active blue team, a defensive team, uh, something like a SOC trying to uh, catch the attackers out. That's the red team, blue team dynamic, the offensive versus defensive. When I bring in the idea of the purple team, what I'm talking about there is, is generally a post-engagement activity where the teams sit down together and try and feed back into the other team what it was that you were doing, what you were trying to get out from that, and and essentially trying to train the other team so that they get better. So walking through the engagement and looking at things like how much insight did the blue team have into the red team activities and what could they learn from that? How can they better determine what is happening in the attack so that they can better triage and um, one thing, avoid you know red herrings, false positives, that kind of thing, work out what the attackers are up to so that they can prevent that attack. And on the other side, for the red team to discuss to the blue team, how much visibility did you have into the activities that we were doing so that we can um, become less likely to be detected? I'm, I'm trying to avoid the term, you know, like obfuscate the attack here, but, but really that's, that's what I'm talking about is uh, getting those high impact uh, outputs from the engagement, but in such a way that the, the blue team don't pick up on it. So it's, so it's um, training each other in that way. Because if you have that separation between the red team and the blue team, sometimes it can come down to the red team come in, they hack the network, they compromise something significant, be that, you know, the the traditional getting a domain admin on a, a red team, or if it's something like getting access to PII or getting access to financial information, whatever. Uh, the offensive team have a lot of options when it comes to demonstrating risk. And, you know, the, the offensive team demonstrate that risk, they get the high fives and, and then they move on. So how can we make sure that the the blue team are, are equally engaged and equally incentivized. Well, I think when you talk about these things, it, it's broad, right? It's not just things like bonuses. I said I'm not going to talk too much in depth about bonuses, but um, if you have a structure that is tied to those kinds of things where, um, you know, if the, uh, I don't know, if the, if the red team successfully hack in, uh, then they get a bonus, uh, and the blue team never have the equivalent option or the equivalent option is unfairly 
more difficult just because of the nuance of how offensive security works. Um, that might be seen as unfair. It might disincentivize that team. But it's broader than that in such that if you don't have like a, a terrible bonus structure tied to whether you get hacked or not, if you have a, a flat salary structure, you, you might be listening to me talking about making sure that the blue team are incentivized, making sure that they're you know, empowered to do their jobs well and think, oh, this doesn't apply to us. You know, we've got a, a flat salary structure. Or it's based on number of years served or something like that, seniority. Um, that can be um, equally bad in such that really what I'm talking about here is at the end of the engagement, when the, <laughs> when the pen test is complete, when the red team is complete, who is getting the high five? And then for every engagement that you run, who is getting the high five? You know, do, do your um, blue team guys ever get told? Does your blue team ever get told that, that they've done a good job? Uh, and if so, how, how are you measuring that? One of the things that's come up um, recently, in fact, I'll tell you where, where, where it came up to, to a strong degree, was uh, this week, so uh, yesterday, as I record this, but uh, a few days ago as you listen, um, unless you're listening in the distant future, there was a, a charity event called the Cyber House Party, of which I was uh, on one of the panels. And the panel was talking about um, the next big hack. It was talking about, uh, in the opinion of a panel of security experts, what do we think the next big hack is going to be? And um, one of the things around that was probably something old. The conversation started with, looking at the OWASP top 10. It started at looking at how many organizations get breached through things like SQL injection. It started talking about, you know, started talking about things like um, the next big breach is probably the next small breach, but just against a bigger target or, or with a stronger output. And um, it makes you kind of have this bias where you're thinking like, yeah, you know what? Hacking's awesome. Pen testing is awesome. And, uh, you know, the, the the blue team sucks. All of these companies getting compromised through through really simple uh, attacks. And I think these two things are, are relevant here in terms of like, how are you incentivizing your team versus this kind of um, comical approach to, well, everyone gets hacked and it's always basic stuff like missing patches. And I think that that should be, you know, pushing you towards this problem of like, how do you know your team is doing a good job? Now, one consultant's answer to this might be something like, uh, cybersecurity maturity assessment. You know, get a third party to come in, take a look broadly at the security. Um, if you want to hear about those, we've, we've done a podcast episode on CSMAs, cybersecurity maturity assessments previously, and the, the benefit to organizations who uh, want to get an understanding as to, to, to where they stand. But sometimes it's, it's a little broader than that, and it comes down to empowering your staff members in a lot of different ways. So this can be empowering members of the security team to actually enforce the security rules. You know, if they if they find someone um, violating the security rules, it doesn't just get, you know, dismissed as um, not as important because of that balance between security business and convenience. Um, but, but also empowering your security team to just be innovative, to be creative, to make sure that your security team aren't so completely burned out with... Um, <laughs> my brain immediately started thinking about like boring security tasks but make sure that your security team aren't completely burned out with you know scrolling through logs talking to staff members about like phishing and spam and clicking links and those kinds of things making sure that your security team have enough space within their diary 
to be innovative, to be creative, to do on-the-job training, to share their experiences with each other so that they can all get better. And for one thing, you have fewer uh, single points of, of weakness where, where the team are collaborative in that nature. Um, so how do you how do you incentivize your security team? A part of that is the retention stuff that that Kev uh, in his podcast talked about, but a part of it is just is just making sure that you are able to measure when the team are doing a good job, that you're able to free up that team so that they can be creative and innovative, and that you have some kind of uh, validation system for for when they're doing those things. And a part of it is is making sure that the praise is um, evenly distributed. Some people, when it comes to incentives, they want to talk about bonuses on top of salaries and those kinds of things. And some people, when it comes to incentives, where they're really, really passionate about their job and they really care about you know, the security of an organization and what they're doing, just want to be told that they're doing a good job and sometimes just want to get a high five because you know what? You did good on the defensive team and sometimes you're disadvantaged. You've got a crazy big organization. There's a lot of complexity there. You're possibly on demand. And you know what? Just let your security team know they're doing a good job. And if you've listened through this this podcast and you've gotten to this point um, in, in this conversation and you are thinking, how do I know that my security team are doing a good job? Then that's a critical organizational failure and should probably look at that both from a cultural point of view, uh, but also just a, just a management point of view, like a KPI side of things. Um, if you are assigning tasks to security members, how are you validating those tasks are being done? And then we can start looking at um, you know KPIs and things like that. Not necessarily. I know some people don't don't like the, the idea of KPIs and kind of performance management stuff, but it is critical that you know your team are doing a good job, and when they are doing a good job, that you let them know. So having ways of of managing the the tasks that are being assigned to them, making sure the tasks are. Uh, interesting they're not getting bogged down with boring stuff and they're not getting burned out they're able to be creative and innovative making sure that you're able to determine when they do a good job that could be something as simple as you're reviewing their output taking a look at the reports they're writing if they're pretty high quality then letting them know that they're pretty high quality we see this actually in the in the bug bounty world where there's certain uh bonuses given just for writing good reports for making it clear concise and, and easy to digest easy to manage from the uh, defensive side of things um, so just, just building that into your, um, defensive security teams and, and just letting them know that they're, that they're, um, what they're doing is kind of meaningful. I think that's the, the biggest thing that I hear from, uh, defensive security teams. It's either we're not empowered to make change and therefore we don't feel important to this organization or that, you know, they don't know what, what we're doing because we're just like shut away as the security team as a separate entity. I think one of the difficulties around this is actually just simply like, um, how are you measuring it? Um, if the pen testing team hack in, their goal has been achieved. Kind of. I mean, like that's not the the best uh, mental model, but I, I can see why a lot of people um, base it on that. What about the blue team? It's like, if we haven't had a data breach in the last 12 months, that means the defensive team are doing a good job. Well, maybe. It means that they're not doing any job and therefore you've been hacked and just never noticed um it's a it's a really difficult one to do um and and also just just on that I, I don't think the offensive teams should be thinking of if they're successfully hacking that's it they've done a good job 
either. I think there's more complexity to, to both sides of things. And, and just to give kind of a, a bit more of a rounded approach to this and, and to fairly consider the testing team and the, and the red teams as well. Um, hacking in is, is one thing, but bear in mind that the intention of all, all security testing, of, of all of this security work is to make the organization more secure. And if I hack you, but then can't tell you in an intelligible way how that was done, or I can tell you that I hacked you, but not give any meaningful remediation advice, then that's not useful to the business. So you shouldn't necessarily be incentivizing the red team just on their fact they're hacked anyway. You should be looking at, are the red team giving meaningful guidance to the blue team? Are they able to concisely elaborate on how they were able to compromise security, what the overall risk of that is from their perspective, and then give remediation guidance based on that. You know, we're looking at um, the quality of reporting. We're looking at the quality of that that kind of um, consultancy skill, what, what people sometimes refer to as soft skills, that kind of um, professionalism in, in, in around their, their approach. Um, so there's more to it. I, I talked a lot about kind of uh, making sure that the, the blue team uh, are involved and in, in getting their high fives, but um, there's more to red teaming than, than hacking. The, there's more to um, pen testing than just, just getting DA. This is a, a service, this is a core part of a business to improve security, and we should be able to demonstrate the security improvement more than just we found some cool vulnerabilities. And that's that's it. That's pretty much it for my um, rant about incentivizing your security team. I've definitely missed something and I've definitely oversimplified this, but I'd be really curious to know um, how how do you do it within your organization? Like what's the, what's the broad consensus uh, ac- across industry? Are you the kind of organization that have some system like how many uh, tickets have you closed this month and then you get a bonus based on that? Um, how do you make sure that your security team is, is working and that you let them know that they're, they're doing a good job? Let us know over social media. I'd be really, really interested to, to hear your thoughts and I'd definitely be interested to, to know if you think there's something that I missed from this. But thanks for listening and I will see you in the next podcast. Thank you.